Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 18. The, the Valley View Podcast is an adult. My name is Tyler, and I'm here with Matt. How's it going, Tyler? <clears throat> uh, Good. Hey, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this because I didn't think of it until now. Mm-hmm. Guess what? My wife and one of my senior boys did for three hours at our retreat this weekend. We had our high school fall retreat this weekend. Uh, they studied for his SAT exam. Uh, definitely not that. They spent three hours, and I, I did this as well. Uh, they spent three hours making a tier list of every Taylor Swift song. How does that make you feel to know that um, all that time was invested in that activity? Well, I did the same thing. So however I feel about them doing it, I have to do it to myself too. Okay, like, good. Because so, I, so I don't know every single song of hers like they do. Mm-hmm. So I just did, um, like there were, there are some tears in mine that are like italicized songs, which are songs that I don't know, mm-hmm. but I just took their word for. Mm. Um, when you say make a, a tiered list, yeah. um, does that mean that they they took all of her songs and then they put them in tiers? Like these are the best, these are the next. Yeah. Like, is that what you mean? Well, so a lot of times when, when you, when you want somebody to rank something, you say, what's your favorite? Like what, ah, what order okay. would you put them in? Sure. I, that's kind of hard for me mm-hmm. because I don't really have favorites as much. I, I think, I think more in a tiered, I think in tiered terms, not in like one through six terms. Yeah. So yeah. tier lists are really helpful for me because like, they're, they're, you know, the songs in my top tier of Taylor Swift, like if you ask me which one my favorite is, it just depends on the day you know mm. Mm. would you agree with that statement or no um or do I you think, have favorites i think if you ask me to name as many taylor swift songs as i could which is what i was gonna do i was gonna ask what your favorite taylor swift song is and you get and i would get a million dollars if i could name three i'm not sure that i could do it can you name one i think there's one called trouble well close it's called i knew you were trouble I knew you were trouble. I think there's one about um, Romeo and Juliet. Okay, what's that song called? Um, That's my favorite one, I think. (laughs) It's top like two or three. Let's go with um, Romeo, Come and Take Me Away. No. (laughs) Your wife told me you're good at guessing. Where is this? (laughs) Is that one of the lyrics in the song? It's Romeo, Take Me Somewhere We Can Be Alone. (laughs) Okay. Live, um, live radio is the best isn't it getting hit with stuff that you don't know yeah it's true um and uh so you still have not named one song title correctly yet okay i just want to see if you can get one okay is there one called uh like it's ours or you would get you're so close with all of these they can't they can't take this away from us because this is our story or this is ours well there's two that are like that but <laughs> neither of them are called anything that you said <laughs> <laughs> try it try it okay stay on that stay on that you're very you were very close with it. it's ours it's ours okay um how about um this is ours oh, you're so close <laughs> i hope they can hear me whispering you're so close <laughs> okay so i've lost the million dollars but but maybe i've gained something in terms of uh, street cachet of not knowing taylor swift gives you street cred the song is called ours that's all it's what and there's another one called our song but i think you were quoting from ours oh this is a great time for our uh, to acknowledge our sponsor for today to excellent somehow get me out of this pit of embarrassment see matt had no idea we were going to talk about that and i legit i thought of it when he walked in the room and i said eh, maybe we'll follow that thread we'll see how he responds
Because uh, your your son, one of your sons at least, really likes Taylor Swift. Uh, with 48 metro locations, uh, make your next trip a quick trip. Quick trip is so much more than fuel. It's an experience. Come experience clerks who know your name, are ready to pour you a cup of your favorite coffee, and sit down and visit for a while. Wow. I've never seen that happening at Quick Trip. But... <laughs> Sitting down and visiting. Yeah. Experience aisles of your favorite snacks and your favorite tracks. Uh, many Metro Quick Trip locations now stocking the hottest albums on CD and vinyl. Have wow. not seen that yet. Wow. Huge. That's huge. If it's true. I'm assuming it's true. And now here for the fall. I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> uh, pumpkin spice windshield wipers and pumpkin spice antifreeze. That's crazy. Now I've seen pumpkin spice everything. Wipers and antifreeze. Have it all and have it quickly at Quick Trip. Um, thank you to Quick Trip for stepping up in sponsorship of the Valley View podcast. Tyler, did you know that in Iowa, and I know you're, you're headed there this weekend, in Iowa, Quick Trip is called Quick Star. I have seen Quick Star before. Did you know that? Hey, yeah. listeners, um, if you can mm-hmm. find me anything that suggests that that ad read is real and not something that Matt made up, I will Venmo you five dollars. Wow! <laughs> because I, I, when he started reading and said it was Quick Trip, I said, "Oh, great! He's not lying this week. He, it's actually a real sponsor." And then he started yeah. talking about pumpkin spice windshield wipers and antifreeze, and I don't believe it again. So if that's real, send me something proving that it's real, and I will give you five real dollars. Did it take getting to the pumpkin spice wipers and antifreeze before you decided it wasn't real? Like, were you buying the uh, that they were stocking? Uh, music now in their aisles well that was when the warning bells went off in my head Mm. because i could see i could see the like sit down and have a chat and like stay a while like companies always say stuff like that that's not actually true yeah you know but when you said but when you said uh yeah when you said that there's like cds and vinyls in the store yeah the warning bells went off in my head i feel like some of these uh big companies that have stepped up in sponsorship because our our listenership is pretty low in the Valley View podcast. We have, 50, not... we have 50 listens on one of our episodes. We're, okay. we're big time. <laughs> we're not afraid to admit we're toward the bottom, we're toward of, the the bottom. List, of the listening trends. But I think that sometimes these companies feel like they can take advantage of us because um, they can promote their company in certain ways that uh, they wouldn't otherwise free. because, yeah, because uh, there's no one listening anyway. So they can advertise that they're I'm listening. <laughs> and I, for one, am shocked. <laughs> Anyways, this has probably been the most the least structured beginning we've had of a podcast in a while what are we talking about today well we're going to make up for it in the back half um what we've got ahead of us today is we're going to find out about tyler's driving habits oh i forgot about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) emily my wife emily is laughing out loud as she hears that good 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 um we'll we'll talk about driving in general and get into some of the things that uh tyler enjoys and doesn't enjoy about driving and that um Here's about your experiences in that regard. But we're going to start with this. We're going to start with um, a really important question. Like in all seriousness, this is a this is a huge question. We're going to ask the question: What does God want to see from me when I have sinned? So we've all been there of getting to uh, the place in life in our heart where we know we have sinned against god somehow our conscience is clear that testifies we've sinned i think it's important for us to be able to answer the question uh what what does god want to see from me now 
um, does he want to see a, like a big display of emotion and regret? Um, does he want to see for me like a promise that I will never do that sin again? Um, does he want to see like a week of really good behavior? Uh, does he want me to pray a certain prayer? Um, what exactly should I do that will please God once I realize I've sinned? So I'll start with a question, Tyler, just to kick this off. Do you feel like um, for most of your life and even your growing up years, you've you've known how to handle that situation? You feel like you were taught well? Mm. So not, not how you're feeling today, but um, you're growing up years. Do you feel like you knew how to deal with that situation? I mean... <clears throat> I always knew that like you're all you got to do is say you're sorry, you know, like I, I always knew like since I mean, I, be, I became a Christian when I was two. So I always knew like, OK, well, I'm forgiven for all my sins. Like when I do something wrong, all I need to do is apologize. And even the apology doesn't like make me more saved. It just is like I should do that because it's the right thing to do. I think it's how I conceptualized it. Mm-hmm. So I think I just thought of it as like do something wrong, feel remorseful about it. OK, I felt remorseful about it. Don't do it again you know like i i think that's about as far as i got with it yeah and do you feel like you your thought process has changed like up to the present day or is that still the way you process um honestly i feel like i have grown less in this area than i have in a lot of like when i think of things that i believed 10 years ago and things that i believe now i feel like i've changed less in that area of my spiritual life mm-hmm. than a lot of other areas so mm-hmm. i'm i am very interested to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. like what what you would believe that god wants to see in us when we sin yeah well, let me push a little bit further on one thing you said you talked about a feeling uh like feeling bad or feeling yeah sorrow mm-hmm. um remorseful remorseful feeling yeah. remorseful um did you ever find or have you ever found that that was a, a feeling that you had to wait for or a feeling that you kind of had to work up inside of you? Or do you feel like it's really always been there, that that's not been hard for you to feel remorseful? It's not hard. It's not hard for me. It's it, but that is just my personality. Like I, if there's Mm -hmm. typically, if there's any chance that I have done something wrong, I feel bad. Yeah. And I have, I don't know. Sometimes I, it's a matter of convincing myself that I didn't actually do something wrong because sometimes I didn't and I still feel bad, Uh but then I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, I kind of go two ways because if I don't think I did something wrong, I don't feel bad. But if I think I did something wrong, I feel bad regardless of if I actually did something wrong or not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in, when talking about sin, like when, when I know that I sinned, I usually feel bad about it. Not always, obviously, but usually. I, but I also never really like try to force myself to feel bad about things. Mm. Like if I, if I, in the situations where I sinned, but I didn't feel bad about it, it was like, I feel like I, my thought process is like, okay, well, I don't know. Well, like, I'll feel bad about this when I'm supposed to, like, I'm sorry, you know, like a- apologize. Yeah. Knowing that I don't necessarily feel like I mean it now, but knowing that I mm-hmm. do mean it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but yeah, typically I don't have to force up a feeling within myself. If I did something wrong, I, I feel bad. So we'll talk about the feeling a little bit more in just a second. Um, I sat down to try to answer this question and, and came up with these two things in answer to the question, what does God want to see from me when I have sinned? Um, 
And the two things are acknowledgement and, um, well, spell that a little bit further, acknowledgement of my sin and recognition uh, that I have been cleansed by the blood of Christ. Those two things. I'll say just a little bit more about each one. So the first one that God wants to see acknowledgement from me, we could also use the word agreement. And so um, here's just a short reading from Psalm 32. Um, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. And then here's a, a key verse. I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So that last verse, verse five, Psalm 32, five, uh, uses the word acknowledge and confess. And the word confess really just means to agree with or to say along with, where we are saying along with God, what I did was wrong. Mm, I was going to ask that. Ag agreement means you agree with God that you said. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. I agree with God that I have done wrong. I have sinned. And there are several other places we could go in scripture to look at that same thing. But I, I think that is definitely a place we have to get to. Remember, um, Jesus talks about the, the Pharisee and then the, the publican or the tax collector. Mm -hmm. The Pharisee just doesn't acknowledge any sin at all, whereas the tax collector just like totally. His yeah, he's beating his chest saying like, I have mercy on me, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's, that's it. And he went home justified. So acknowledgement right agreement do you think that my the situation that i was saying to you where like i feel like i've done something wrong but maybe i haven't is that a real situation or if i feel like i did something wrong did i then probably do something wrong well that we do have that verse um i think um i think it's romans 14 where um, what might not be sin for one person is sin for another person for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Right. So I think there's a sense in which, yes, anytime our, uh, our conscience or the, what, or perhaps the Holy spirit within us convicts us of something that we think we have done wrong and has not been in agreement with god's glory or has not upheld god's glory then there's a real likelihood that we have sinned whether or not that would be sin for another person does that make sense yes but it it invites the the further question is it possible to unnecessarily convict yourself i think it is um i was gonna say you can say no i'm just i'm just probing like to have such a, a tender conscience or um, heart toward God that you think something is sin when it's actually not. That that's the situation you're talking about, I think. Right. To, but the, yeah. But then the question is, is, does it then become sin because you thought it was sin? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Probably is a whole nother podcast with right. 
uh, spending some time more than five minutes like researching and pulling some scripture references maybe it's our next week podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe it is oh yeah. we're doing two podcast recordings this week this is tuesday we're doing uh one on thursday because matt's out of town next week yeah that's right so here's the here's the romans 14 reference and this romans is about 14. this is still about acknowledgement yeah okay. yeah and it, well it's to your question romans 14 23 um but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Mm -hmm. That's a very helpful verse when you're trying to figure, (laughs) when you're trying to figure out, well, that probably wasn't good, but like, was I actually sinning? If you're asking that question, it was probably sin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm just asking about the, I think you said tender conscience. mm -hmm. Like, can you, can your, can you have your conscience be pricked at a time that it's unnecessary for it to be pricked? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see, um, like, just thinking off the top of my head, a situation involving discipline, maybe with um, one of your kids, where you have done the right thing in disciplining them somehow, but you have a really bad feeling about it, and you maybe you wonder if you went too far, or maybe you did go too far, I mean, these things can be tough to figure out. Yeah, and again, if you went too far, then you you were sinning. Right. But if you what if you didn't go too far and felt like you did? Like I can yeah, think of an example right. I, that reminds me of an example. Like when I was it, either right before being a teenager or a young teener, teenager, I remember my dad yelled at me one time and I was in my room, like I was in trouble. And I was like, yeah, I kind of deserve that. And then my dad came up and apologized and was like, I don't think you deserve that. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like I did. I deserved that, but I guess you didn't. So yeah. like in that situation, like was my dad, had my dad sinned by yelling at me that, that this is the scenario I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. So maybe right. that, yeah, maybe this is a future podcast conversation. Yeah. It's a, it's a situation with lots of levels of, um, and also the whole history of, of parent and child plays into that conversation. Right. right? Like what, what has your relationship been like? How typical is this? Like, right. I, yeah. And I, I would also, so, maybe this is, you can correct me if this is an incorrect assertion, but and I, I've always felt that it's safer and a lot of times more, I don't know, sometimes it seems to be a more faithful to, if, if there's something questionable, mm-hmm. just assume that you've said and apologize, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I think yeah. that's a, a better and safer alternative than assuming that you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. And you, that's right along with where I just opened up in my Bible. First John chapter one, this is verse eight. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So right. you're, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's much safer to be too strict on ourselves and just acknowledge our tendency towards sin than to kind of build up this pattern of excusing ourselves and saying, yeah, no, that, you know, right. that wasn't bad. Um, Which again, so, it just, that, that, that adds the other question. I'm asking you all these questions because it's personal to me, but like, yeah. can you then be too strict on yourself? You know? Well, Martin Luther was, we know that, That's true. Um, but that was in regard to trying to make atonement for his sin, you know, and um, he, uh, he was very strict with himself and on his own body and probably, probably too strict. Um, but the, the curious thing about the Christian life is that the more you mature, the more likely you are to see these yeah. these sinful habits and to call sin perhaps things that really aren't sin because our conscience becomes so sensitive to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and because our relationship with God grows and we don't want to sin against him, 
that's kind of the irony. The more mature we get, the more likely we are to find places of sin in our life. Mm-hmm. With the same Martin Luther said, uh, this is the first of his 95 theses that um, the will of God is that the entire Christian life be a life of repentance. Right. Uh, so <laughs> repentance is a daily thing, not like a one time thing of turning to God, but there's a way in which our whole life is to be one of repentance. Isn't that interesting? We should talk more about that. The whole idea like of repentance. We're really just hitting the, the I mean, tip of the iceberg. I today. guess we have next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that um, next week. The, the second point I was going to bring up about what God wants to see from us when we've sinned. Okay. The first one was acknowledgement or agreement. The second one is a recognition that our sin is covered by Jesus blood. First John one, seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I really do think that God wants us to recognize that our sin has been covered by his son. Mm -hmm. Um, When we deal with God over our sin, the goal is to deal with him on the basis of Jesus' atonement, to get to the cross to the place where we know that our sin put Jesus on the cross and that he paid for our sin on the cross. Right. I think that's really important that God wants us to recognize in those moments where we feel so badly that our sin has been covered by Jesus. Right. Well, and to elaborate slightly on that. If we're, if we're a believer, I should add that qualification. Yeah. For for me, the most important part well the the part that has been has spoken the most to me in the last couple of years is two verses later in first john where it, it's first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness mm-hmm. that as we recognize that jesus died for our sins and paid for our sins that now god's forgiveness is not something that he has to like push himself to do it's not that he's like forgiving us unfairly like it is just for God to forgive us because of what Jesus did, mm, mm-hmm. which yes. was really helpful for me in, in, a, in a season where I felt like, mm-hmm. man, I'm so sinful. God's got to be holding his nose to let me in. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's God's not holding his nose to let you in. It's, it's actually fair for him to do it. it. It would be unjust for him not to forgive us if, if we've accepted Jesus because Jesus has paid for the sins. That is such a great point, Tyler. I hope, hope everyone listening just takes a moment to reflect on that and take it to heart that um, it is just of God to forgive our sins because Jesus has already paid for them. <laughs> yeah, if we confess our sins, if, if we're united to Christ, yes, it's just. If we're united to Christ, exactly. It is now just for God to forgive our sins. Um, what a wonderful point. I wanted to say something about the whole idea of being sorry and how that fits with repentance. Um, We'll save that for next time. Okay. We'll get we'll into we'll yeah. get into that a little bit more and talk about that feeling of sorrow and being sorry and the idea of repentance. Um, and speaking of sin, let's talk about driving. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that segue? That's a beautiful segue. So, Tyler, tell me this. Tyler Magnuson, oh, do boy. you feel like you are a good driver? Yes. Is there any evidence to back up that claim? What would you submit as exhibit A, B, C, 
to back up the claim that you're a good driver? What makes you a good driver? <clears throat> um, I would say that I have driven more miles than most people have driven in their first seven years of driving. And I was in one major accident very soon after I got my license. And since then have not been in any major accidents. I've been in minor accidents. I'll, I'll point that out, but. How many minor accidents and were they your fault? Um, like I said, I feel like that has to do with what you determine as fault, right? Because mm. if the road is slushy or icy and you lose control on an icy road, is that your fault? Um, potentially. Exactly. If you, if you Def definitely fast, potentially. Right? Yeah. Right. But I mean, the, mo the most recent one I had was that I was, I was driving to church and I, yeah, I went over a bridge and I saw the car in front of me fishtail a bit. Mm. And so I hit the brakes, but I hit the same patch. My car spun around and went into the, into mm. the side. Mm. So I'd say you're not at fault there. Okay. Well then, Unless yeah. Unless you were driving with excessive speed. Mm, I was driving the speed limit. In, I mean, in the slush? Well, it, yeah. Hmm. Was it slush or was it ice? I don't know. Um, I was driving the speed of the cars around me. Is that better? <laughs> um, uh -huh. No, I mean, it's, and I'm fine if I'm at fault for that, for that one. But yeah, yeah if not, I only, yeah, I, I was in one major accident nine months after I started driving um, and I was driving way too fast. Like I was driving like an idiot. Mm. Um, mm. But since then, I've been a safer driver. Wow. I don't think that I've heard about that major accident. I'm really glad that you're okay and you're here with me. Yeah. Um, well, it was, it was a tank of a car. There's a Chrysler LHS, if anyone mm. has heard of that. Uh -huh. They're just these big, like, like tank, like they're, they're just thick cars. And my parents got it for me on purpose because I was a young driver. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but no, I was, uh, it was December something, the middle of December, and I was late for class. Um, and I, yeah, I was going way too fast. And I came up on a curve that I knew was kind of a, like a sharp curve. So I slowed down, probably still not down as much as I should have been going to start with. Um, but the sun it's, you know, December are the shortest days of the year in Minnesota and the sun hadn't risen high enough above the trees to melt the ice off the road. Mm, yeah. So I spun and then rolled Ooh. all like all the way over. Like I, I started with the wheels on the ground and ended with the wheels on the ground, but I rolled all the way over. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, not a scratch, like the car was absolutely destroyed, but I walked away without a scratch. Wow. Wow. So God's protection. Um, Okay. It's, we'll, we'll lighten it up a little bit, here, right? <laughs> um, I want to hear about some of your driving habits. So uh, what do you like to listen to while you're driving? Uh, podcasts. Mm. Although late, you podcast? No, I can't listen to myself. Um, I, lately, the last couple of days since the retreat, I've listened to Taylor Swift a lot in the car. But um, <laughs> I, for the last year and a half, two years, I was listening through this podcast called the, some more free advertising, the Star Wars Minute podcast told you about this it's these guys that uh go through every episode of star every star wars movie one minute at a time mm. and each minute oh, yeah. is 30 to 40 minutes of conversation so i've listened to like 1100 or more 30 to 40 minute episodes about a minute of star wars so that that takes a lot of time in the car okay so we we can picture what it's like to be with tyler riding in his car he's listening to the star wars podcast um where do you like to keep your hands on the steering wheel? Are you a uh, two hands on the wheel guy, one hand on top, or are you, are you uh, cupping the steering wheel from the bottom? I feel like you have no control side? from the bottom. I, I, I'm usually one hand from the top or two hands. Mm -hmm. One or two. Yeah. One hand on the top or two hands, but like 10 and two, mm -hmm. 10, 30 and two, 30. Did they know that? Or 9, 30 and two, 30. 
Yeah. Did you know they're telling people not to drive at 10 and two? Anymore? Yeah. Cause it'll break your arms. Yeah. But that was what I learned. So it's just that, what I think about when I'm driving. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yeah. What are, um, what are the things that other drivers can do that will really get them on your bad list? If they're in front of me driving slow. Ooh, okay. Now, this leads to another question I had for you. Sounds like Tyler is annoyed by people driving slow in front of him, but let me ask you this. Would you rather um, drive behind a gravel truck for 40 miles or a tractor for 40 miles? And why? <clears throat> Neither. I would pass them. That's not an option. I would find an alternative. I would not drive behind either of them for 40 miles. <laughs> the only way that that would happen is if I was in the middle of nowhere for 40 miles and there was no other road that I could get off on. And in that case, I would probably say a tractor because a, a, a gravel truck could spill something on me. A tractor wouldn't. Right, right. And I'm thinking the gravel truck might be able to go, I don't know, 50 miles an hour. Oh, but you're driving, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. You're driving you know, behind a gravel truck. The tractor's probably going you know, 20, mm. something like that. That would be its own kind of problem. Hmm. Well, I mean, I would probably want to do the gravel truck then so I could go faster. But <laughs> I would pass either of them very quickly. Uh, wow, this podcast flew by. Yeah, this is going fast. We've only got about three. What would you go behind? A tractor or a gravel truck? Um, yeah, I'd probably take my chances with the gravel truck. Yeah, 20 miles an hour would just yeah, be so killer. That, that would be that would be brutal. Yeah. Um and what's the worst accident you've been in? Um, I actually was in an accident in the snow where the car flipped as well, hmm. um, but did not have any uh, any scratches. Dang. Like, the Prairie Hill Pastors. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're both just thankful to be here. Yeah, right? really. Were you driving yeah. too? No, I was not driving. I was a passenger. I was a junior high student, I think. Middle okay. school. Middle right? school. Middle yeah. School. I don't call it junior high anymore because <laughs> it's just not really what they're called now. So... Um, Tyler, thanks for giving us an idea of what it's like to be a passenger in your car. It sounds like we're um, listening to a podcast or Taylor Swift and rocks are hitting our, our windshield. Well, I would say if, if somebody, sorry, I know we're over time, but if somebody was in the car with me, I wouldn't be listening to the podcast, the Star Wars Minute podcast. I, I like to, I try to be like as good of a DJ as I can for the people in my car. Oh, like I want to play music that is generally liked. Okay. So you, I, you can ask people who ride with me. I, that's kind of what I try to do. <laughs> That's great. But, thanks, all right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tyler. We'll uh, we'll talk about repentance next time, and probably something fun. And, yeah, and we'll see if uh, we can hit the uh, hit the streets and come up with another sponsor. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, have a good day, everybody. Matt's thinking very hard. But Matt, what was the song title that you just named? Getaway Car. That is the title of the Taylor Swift song. Mm. Can you think of any other ones? No. Uh, I see you thinking really hard, but this, this I just had to record this little 30-second post-credit with Matt on the post-show um, to let you know that Matt Brandt did, in fact, name one Taylor Swift song. Goodbye. <laughs>